Welcome to the Street Photography Magazine podcast, priceless inspiration and advice for street photographers everywhere. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 32 of the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Bob Patterson, and this is the place for inspiration and advice by street photographers for street photographers. I'm so glad you're taking your valuable time to spend with us today, and I think you're really going to enjoy our guest. He's got some very interesting things to say. But before we get into that, I want to ask you to do us a favor, and it's something I forget to do every time we record a show, and that's to ask if you could give us a review in iTunes. No matter how you uh, listen to the podcast, iTunes feeds all the other podcast directories, and so that's where most of the information comes from. So if you could just take a moment to, to leave a review and to leave a comment, it really helps people to be able to find us, and it helps give us feedback to help us do a better job. So if you could do that, I would greatly appreciate it. And uh, we'll keep an eye on the reviews, and we'll even share some of them on future episodes of the podcast. But before we get to our show, I just wanted to share that um, the month of April was the fifth anniversary or the fifth birthday for Street Photography Magazine. I tell you what, the time has gone by so fast, and I know both Ashley and I have learned a lot from what we've done over the last several years putting the magazine together. It's been a lot of fun. I have had opportunities to make friends with people around the world, and I've had opportunities to meet with with many of you in person uh, when I travel, whether it's here in the U.S. or it's overseas. And I like to continue doing that whenever possible. Love to, you know, sit down, have coffee, or have a glass of wine or something with uh, fellow street photographers that I've gotten to know through through this experience. Um, in fact, uh, I'm going to be going on a trip very soon, and I'm going through Wilson, North Carolina, where we've interviewed a couple of the people who are artists and residents at the Eyes on Main Street Festival. Festival's going on right now, and so I get to see it firsthand, and I would have never even known about it if it wasn't for Street Photography Magazine. And some people ask, what's this all about? You know, what? what why did you create this magazine? And I've been interested and really drawn to, I guess, what I call real-life photography my entire life, ever since I was a kid. And when I became a photographer myself, I I began to practice it. And about 12 years ago, I guess I first learned the term street photography and knew exactly that's what I wanted to do. That's the type of photography I wanted to spend a lot of my my time doing and I have been ever since now I'm a very curious person I'm not the best photographer in the world and I know I can get better and I want to get better and I started a personal journey of um, you know trying to meet as many street photographers as possible documentary photographers photojournalists and just to learn from them to pick their brains and understand you know how they work and how they see and you know to help me develop my own my own skills and my own style. And when I had a chance to create a magazine, uh, which I initially did for technical reasons for uh, for my, my main business, which is web development, I knew that I was going to do it on street photography. So 
this magazine is really a reflection of my personal journey to get better. I mean, if you're coming to our magazine to get the answers from me, well, I don't have all the answers. I'm looking for the answers. And so this magazine is really my finding the answers to things that I want to learn. And I know that other people want to learn them as well. And that's the whole whole purpose of it. Um, and you may see, you may have noticed that we do not accept advertising in the magazine. It's uh, solely supported by subscriptions. And I do that on purpose because, you know, it's all about you. It's all about the photographer. It's not about advertising and the stuff they're trying to sell. We could make a lot of money selling advertising, but I've chosen not to do that. And it's working well so far. Several people have commented to me that they really like the fact that we just talk about photographers and we don't talk about stuff and we don't write articles to push stuff. It's all about you and helping you to learn more and to share your own work. And speaking of that, you know, as I've been studying photography and studying people's work, I really noticed that there are many, many very talented photographers out there who are not well known. And I think that's pretty similar to the music business. You know, we, we all know who a lot of the famous musicians are, no matter what genre of music you like. Um, but when you go to a place like Nashville or uh, Chicago or New Orleans, and you were places where there's a lot of music being played, you can hear some people who are absolutely amazing, but they're not well known. Because not everybody gets famous. Not everybody wants to be famous, but they're very good at their craft. And it reminds me of a movie I saw. As a matter of fact, I highly recommend you uh, you check this movie out if you like music. It's called 20 Feet from Stardom. It's a documentary about uh, basically women who are backup singers in uh, in rock bands. And uh, they did focus on one woman in particular, Lisa Fisher, who um, was trying to make it big on her own. As a matter of fact, that's basically what the movie is about. These women who worked as backup singers for years and years in, in the rock and roll field. And they're trying to, to strike out on their own and become famous. And they're all very, very good singers, particularly Lisa Fisher. Just, just amazing. She used to sing backup for the Rolling Stones. Uh, she was really amazing, and I always wondered, uh, who is this person? And then I happened to see this movie, and she has one of the most uh, beautiful and rich voices that you ever heard, but she never got famous. And, uh, and I think that's, that's true with a lot of photographers. I mean, I meet so many people who do such amazing work, and you know, maybe they're working as a doctor during the day, or they're, they're retired, or something like that, and... Uh, they do just amazing work. And that's what street photography is all about. It's it's about um, giving people a voice, uh, the ability to share their work and make it known to other people around the world. You know, when they're not one of these famous National Geographic or international photojournalists. But we can learn a lot from everybody. That's, at least that's my theory. You know, you can learn a lot from people who are brand new to photography because they, uh, they've got a fresh eye. You know, they may not have the technical skills, but they have new ideas and new ways of seeing things. So uh, we try to share a lot of, of that work in the magazine. 
And I like to have photojournalists on whenever we can because they they shoot every day. And that really changes their perspective, I think. So there's something that we can learn from everyone, and that's what we try to do here. Anyway, I'm not making this a commercial or soapbox. I'm just trying to give you a little background on you know, why I created this and what we're trying to do here. So I've gone on long enough. Let's talk about our guest. Uh, we have a very interesting guy on today. Uh, I had a chance to sit down and talk with him. His name is Ayash Basu, and uh, he is, uh, he's a native of Calcutta, India. But uh, Ayash has been living in the U.S. for quite a while. He lives in uh, Austin, Texas, and he created a company called Loculars, which provides unique photo experiences in different cities around the world. And these experiences are led by professional photographers who have a very unique insight into some aspect of their city. Uh, many of them are in New York City. I won't go into it too much because Ayash can explain it a whole lot better than I can. So why don't I just stop talking and uh, have a seat, grab a beverage, and listen to my conversation with Ayash Basu. And today I'm uh, with a special guest. It's uh, Ayash Basu. He is uh, the founder of Loculars at loculars.com, which is a really interesting concept. It's a um, short format uh, photo experience that you can take, uh, do in, in many cities around the world. So I've been wanting to get uh, Ayash on here for a while. He's uh, originally from uh, India, but he's, he's a Texan now. He's uh, living in Austin, the, the heart of Texas. So uh, hook them horns, huh? So Ayash, welcome. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for having me. Um, this is a real pleasure for me to have an opportunity to come, uh, you know, talk to you and talk to your viewers. So looking forward to it. And thanks again. You, you really have to visit his website. And he he's working with some amazing photographers that uh, you really have to, to check out. In fact, uh, one of the photographers... Um, who does uh, photo tours with him uh, is going to be featured by us in a just a couple months. So we'll talk more about that later. So, Ayash, why don't you, before we get into Locutors itself, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this business? Yeah, happy to. So, I mean, I I'm not a I'm not a professional photographer or you know by training or or anything. So, photography for me started out as a hobby during my college days uh, in India, my undergrad days, and I you know I was a bit of a hiker um, with the Himalayan Explorers Club. Uh, this was I don't know twenty twenty five years ago. Um, so I really started off as a as a you know landscape photographer tinkering with you know old sort of manual cameras and black and white film and all that and so that that's how the whole thing started for me um, and over the years my my background has been more on the you know business side of um, I'm an engineer um, then I got my MBA so my my career has been a more traditional business cons that of a business consultant. Um, and through my through my you know professional uh, engagements, I got the opportunity to travel a lot um, to many interesting places. Sometimes not so much, but usually pretty cool, interesting locations. Uh, and my camera always went with me, right? So um, not that I always had the time to go shoot, but 
every now and then if I could steal an hour, a couple of hours, a Thursday evening. Sometimes I'd stay, uh, you know, I'd, I'd extend my business trip for the weekend and spend Saturday uh, if, I, if I was traveling to Europe or things like that. Um, and usually I would try to find, you know, an hour, a couple of hours here and there to explore the city I was visiting or the location I was going to. Um, and that worked out just fine when, you know, when I was visiting a city for the first time because I was just a casual observer, a tourist, just taking the sights in and, and I've had a you know fair number of opportunities to visit many locations in Europe, many amazing cities in Europe through my work. Um, so the first few times it was okay, just as it would be for, for any other, uh, you know, for most visitors. But eventually I got into the the sort of stagnation of what else is there to shoot here and how do I find those places that's, you know, not a trip, trip advisor top 10 recommendation or the usual things that a photo tour company would show you. And um, that's how the first idea for, for this was born. Um, also, with my partner um, at Loculars, uh, Shamik. Um, so I have a partner at Loculars. Um, and we were on a hiking trip a few years ago um, at one of the national parks in, in the U.S. Um, and we had the same problem. We actually stumbled upon a local photographer's gallery and saw an image that we were really curious about, like, where where was this taken? How do you get there? Can you help us, you know, shoot shoot this location and, and what to do and, and whatnot? Um, so we couldn't, you know, we the, the logistics didn't work out at the time, but... Um, the the pattern started to emerge like there are these hidden locations or off the beaten path locations or sometimes even well-known locations well-known monuments or neighborhoods in a city that you can completely see with you know a, a fresh perspective and a new set of eyes and lenses um, and and usually what we found was the you know, you got to you got to hook up with a local photographer, a local professional established photographer. Where do those guys shoot? See see a location with a fresh a fresh set of eyes from from their perspective. Um, and and that's how the 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 basic concept was born. And the other thing we were trying to solve for is, you know, not everyone, or certainly not me. Um, was able to dedicate, you know, my two weeks of paid holiday on a photo workshop, right? So photo workshops are a very successful uh, phenomena, and a lot of people take them, and it's about a ten billion dollar industry worldwide. So highly successful, nothing, nothing wrong with that. There are amazing photographers offering, you know, incredible uh, sessions, uh, but there are a couple of limitations that didn't work for us and a lot of people we talk to. The primary one being you know, I, I just don't have five to 15 days to to devote to a photo workshop or spend that kind of duration doing photography when I'm traveling with my friends and family. Um, you know, that was that was one limitation or barrier. Uh, the second one was cost, obviously, right? I mean, your typical photo workshop is going to cost you anything from two to $5,000 per person, exclusive of travel and all that. So So it can add up pretty quickly. Um, and then the third one, the third limitation, I think um, workshops still tend to be somewhat um, instructional and there's it, it's largely centered around the learning aspect. But, you know, what if I wanted to just, you know, connect with a photographer for like half a day, three, four hours, 
I didn't want to spend five grand. You know, I'm okay spending, you know, $400, $500. I want to connect with that person for half a day. And and I'm not primarily looking for the educational aspect of it, although that is welcome and, and that can happen. But you know, I just want my my desire is to see a location with a new lens, discover a hidden corner, um, you know, get really an insider's perspective on something, uh, get you know behind the scenes access to an event uh, or backstage access to some community, um, and and avoid the sort of tourist traps of organized photo tours, right? So I don't want any of these. Um, and that's what we're trying to do with Locular. So it's it's short format, like you said, Bob. You know, typically three to five hours. Uh, we do have some exceptions where where the experiences run longer, but typically it's three to five hours um, at a price point of uh, you know around five hundred dollars, give or take. Sometimes lower, sometimes higher. Um, and uh, the other thing we we offer is a solo group tour, right? So it's it's you and the photographer. So you're not with you're not in a group of eight other people. Uh, where you know you're not getting the full access to the photographer, your time is shared, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so it's a it's a single group. So it could be you, or it could be you and you know your brother or your friend or your spouse that you choose to bring with you, one on one with the photographer, three to five hours, about five hundred dollars, um, give or take, um, experiencing something incredibly locally relevant, authentic. Um, and and uh, getting to shoot side by side with a local ac- accomplished photographer, so so that's that's how it all started. Yeah, I think that's really a neat concept. Um, I my wife and I travel quite a bit, well, not as much as we want to, but wherever whenever we go to a new place, we like to do uh, a walking tour with with a, a local. Yeah, you know, can show us around, and that's always been very very interesting. But now you take it to the next level because you you're walking around or spending the day with a photographer, a very good photographer who's local and gives you a, a very unique taste of the area. Like you say, off the beaten path. I think you've got something here. We, we think so too. We think so too. Um, time will tell. Um, so we, you know, it's, it's still um, early days for us. We've been, we've been around for about seven, eight months now. Uh, we launched um, in the fall of last year uh, or late summer of last year. But yeah, I mean, uh, off the beaten off off the beaten path is is one of our objectives. Uh, that's not always the case. Uh, but essentially, what what we are trying to do is help people see locations in ways that they haven't seen before. So it could be, you know, you could some some of our experiences are of pretty well known locations um, like Chinatown in New York City, right? That's not a necessarily an off the beaten path location, but you do, I mean, the photographer that you go with, Dimitri Melos, uh, you know, you do you do get a very fresh perspective uh, on Chinatown and, and his work on Chinatown has been featured, um, you know, on the Leica blog by Lens Culture. Uh, there's a book coming up, uh, coming out um, about, about Chinatown uh, from Dimitri. So it's really that, you know, local authority insider's perspective uh, that you get that really... Um, uh, you know, shines that location for you in a, in a really new way. Um, and in many cases, they are off the beaten path locations, um, places that you wouldn't think of going to on your own, or you didn't even know that existed, um, even in New York City. Um, and we have a couple of those as well. Um, so it's it's a it's a combination of 
both, um, you know, lesser known uh, locations or hidden gems, um, as well as um, commonly known locations, but seen through a very different and new lens. Yeah, one that uh, jumped out at me as, as I was uh, looking through the website, there's there's one done by Greg Brophy, Brophy yep. Yep. in New York at Willits Point. It's in yep. Queens. It's a collection of garages, mechanics, junkyards, and recycling plants in Queens. Now, that's that looks pretty cool. I mean, I, I'd love to spend a half a day shooting an area like that with somebody who knows knows his way around. You're you're more than welcome to try it, uh, Bob. And you know, Village Point is an interesting one. Um, it was actually the first experience we offered on Loculars. Literally, the the very first experience we offered on Loculars huh. um, was was Village Point. And you're right. I mean, it's 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 this rundown uh, neighborhood in Queens. Um, it's got an interesting backdrop. Uh, it's a bit of a conflicted. Uh, you know, part of part of Queens where there's uh, a legal issue going on between the city and the local business owners for years. And um, I think they're finally tearing down uh, most of it or a lot of it, uh, you know, for commercial real estate and shopping malls and things like that. But um, so so how long will its point is going to be around is is anybody's guess. My my thoughts are probably not more than a few more months. Um, so if you or anybody else um, in the street photography magazine community is interested. I mean, I'd, I'd really welcome and encourage you to go try it. It's it's quite a it's quite a surreal experience. Um, it's this community of about a thousand odd um, auto mechanics um, fixing any kind of car problem you have. You know, most of them are new migrants from. Uh, from Latin America, from Mexico, um, who are starting their American dream and, and their life in America through through these uh, you know car mechanic shops. Um, so about 1,200, 1,300 new migrants who, are, who just have a good pair of hands fixing any sort of car trouble. Um, there's no sort of resources. I think I mean the place doesn't have electricity. The place doesn't have running water water the place doesn't have uh, you know organized uh, waste removal none of that hmm. yet you've got this amazing you know incredible community of new migrants to this country who are running literally the largest auto repair workshop probably in the country if i mean i'm i'm not sure if that's right but it's it's definitely got to be one of the biggest ones in the country um, and fascinating fascinating uh, you know, as a photographer, as a as a visitor to New York, or even as a local New Yorker, most people don't know. I mean, most people, you say Village Point, and they'll roll their eyes, like, what is this place? <laughs> uh, but you go with Greg, and Greg has been documenting Village Point for, uh, I want to say, six to eight years. So he's built local connections. Um, it's not a place that you would feel comfortable going on your own. Uh, I mean, it, it is a bit run down. It does feel a little, um, you know, sketchy at times, especially if it gets dark. Um, the local business owners and the workers are not necessarily very welcoming if you just show up, you know, with a lens and a, and a camera dangling mm -hmm. around. So they might not necessarily welcome that. Um, so it does help to go with someone who knows the place, who knows the people, who has some relationships. Um, and those that helps because 
you know, these people then let you into their workshops. You see how they work. You see how they, you know, how they live. You see how the whole system actually exists, and and that is incredible to shoot as a, you know, especially if you've got any interest in, you know, uh, portraiture or stories of people or documentary style photography. This is an incredible, incredible experience. I mean, I cannot recommend it high, high enough. Um, so yeah, it was, it was literally the first experience we offered uh, on Loculars. Uh, it's still there, but like I said, um, there's, there's a, there's a redevelopment effort going on. A lot of it has been torn down already. Um, so how, whatever is left of it, uh, probably, you know, would exist for another couple of months i would say wow so now's now's the time to go um if if you're really interested in it and you know i'm, I'm even happy to offer a, a, a bit of an incentive where uh, you know i'll, I'll offer a 10 percent discount code to you or or anyone um, in, amongst your view, viewers in new york city or if you're traveling to new york city and interested in doing that um so i can you know i'm very happy to offer a promo code that'll give you a bit of an incentive to go do it do you have that code handy we can we can put it in our yeah, show notes yeah. I'll, you know let's just create something um let's call it street photography 10 so uppercase street photography with the number 10 so street photography one zero um it's a 10 percent off code and i'll make it valid through may 15th so you don't have to do the experience by may 15th you just have to book um the experience Till May fifteenth, okay. you can do it anytime. And and you know what? I'll I'll just offer it on any experience. So not just Willett's Point, um, any Loculars experience that fancies your interest. If you book it by May fifteenth, you get a ten percent off using this code. Well, that's very nice of you. Absolutely. I, I hope uh, I hope everybody takes advantage of it. Um, one thing about your website, uh, you know, so I'm in the web development business. I really like what you did. It reminds me a lot of. Airbnb. It's like the Airbnb for photo experiences. I mean, it looks so easy to use. Uh, you, you do a great job describing the experience, and it's so e looks so easy to book. Um, nice job. Thank you. I appreciate that coming, from, you know, coming from you. And uh, we obviously, you know, want to make it better, and uh, that's an everyday struggle we have. Like, how do we make it easier for our users to find something and book it, and or even if it's not book it, just you know, learn about something, uh, read the experience, take notes, and maybe you know, consider it for another time. But um, you know, back to your comment on on Airbnb, um, you're 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 right. It's it's basically. You know what we're trying to do through Loculars is is four things, right? Number one, um, and and these go very much along the lines of uh, what Airbnb might have said eight nine years ago when they started. Um, but fundamentally, we are trying to uncover the most compelling local travel stories, right? So Loculars is as much for travelers; it's actually more for travelers than for photographers. But essentially, you know, if, if I had to describe who is Loculars for and who my target audience is, it, it would be basically the curious and passionate traveler who is visually inclined, right, who wants to capture those stories visually, who wants to share them. Um, so a lot of them happen to be photographers or someone who's deeply interested in photography. Uh, but at, at their core, they, they, they're they probably a, a very stimulated and curious traveler uh, who wants to explore 
the local and authentic aspects um, you know, of a city or destination that they're going to. So our, our first objective is to uncover and showcase really compelling, locally relevant and authentic travel stories, right? Our second objective is to grow and sort of, sort of build and grow um, a very engaged travel photographer community where, you know, Locular sort of becomes the de facto of, you know, I'm traveling to XYZ location. I want to, I want to really, you know, find um, the locally relevant thing to do. I go to Locular's. So that's what we intend or that's that's the desire and, and goal to become that. The third thing, which is where I think the Airbnb uh, comment actually fits spot on is um, we are offering local uh, professional photographers um, an additional means to monetize any spare capacity they might have. So, you know, a lot of them are super busy working professionals, uh, working for magazines, working on independent projects, um, applying for grants. But whenever they have any spare capacity, right, when they're in between assignments, when they're not traveling, the weekends, et cetera, et cetera, if they have something interesting to say about where they are based out of or a location that they really know, we welcome them to join the platform, right? So if, if you are a photographer and you have an interesting thing to say about a location, a group of people, an event, uh, you know, a group of workers, some small industry, any anything, if there's an interesting story that that can um, that lends itself to, you know, good photography and and image making, then uh, you know then I want to talk to that photographer um, and I want to welcome him to join the platform. Um, and then the fourth pillar and 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 so back to the third one. That's I think where the Airbnb model sort of fits in, um, as you as you noted, Bob. So we do want to, I mean, I, I recognize I've worked with so many photographers. I recognize there's a need to, you know, supplement the income, uh, make more money, fund more projects. Um, a lot of these photographers have incredible ideas around, you know, individual and independent projects that they're trying to pursue. Uh, and sometimes uh, it takes months to find a grant or, um, you know, a sponsor and, and whatnot. So hopefully loculars can help to, to some degree. Uh, you know, fill those gaps. Um, and then the, then our final pillar is we also want to give back to the community, right? So we are working on a program where we want to give back some portion of our proceeds from these experiences back to the community that was related to the experience, right? So whether it's, you know, the community in Willits Point, whether it's the uh, LGBTQ community that Joanna Toro um, uh, works with us on, uh, who are you? Who you are going to feature in a in a uh, in a few weeks? So whether whether it's a local school in Ladakh, uh, India. So we offer uh, uh, an experience in Ladakh in India in India. So it's with you know wherever there's an opportunity to fund some local cause uh, or local entity, uh, a school, a community. We want to invest uh, some part of our proceeds back to that cause uh, because we are making some revenue uh, by doing an experience in, in those locations and we want to support that uh, in a sustainable way. So, so that's our fourth objective. Wow. That's really nice. That's really nice. Um, you know, the people who listen to this, this podcast and read our magazine, they're all photographers. Yeah. And I hear all the time, you know, how can I earn money doing what I love to do? So I know 
right now people are thinking, can I qualify for this? What does it take to be chosen to be to be one of your photographers? Uh, a couple of things, and and this is a little different than a traditional photography portfolio, mm-hmm. right? So, um, in 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 many cases, um, you know, we are not the traditional photo magazine where we onboard photographers purely based on their portfolio or, or work. First and foremost, I think um, we just take the customer's perspective, right? So I'm just taking the perspective of the person who's going to book an experience and what is that person looking for? Uh, and that that person is essentially looking for three things. That person is looking for, hey, I'm going to spend half a day off my vacation, my business trip, or my weekend, or my Thursday afternoon with an individual. And is this person interesting, right? Uh, does this person have an interesting story to tell? Um, so that's probably the first aspect um, where some part of of your personality, some part of your ability to engage and connect with someone, uh, I think plays a role. Uh, because at the end of the day, if if you and I are not going to connect, it's not going to be that much fun hanging out with you for, for four or five hours, right? So... And that's a difficult yardstick to measure, like how is someone interesting is is very difficult to say. But generally speaking, um, you know, our photographers are onboarded by invitation only. Um, so we don't have sort of an apply now button on the website where mm-hmm. you can just apply and register and create your, your account. We, we don't allow that. Uh, so the photographers we onboard, we usually have a series of, you know, in-person conversations. And, and by a series, I mean maybe two to three. Um, whether through phone, whether through an in-person meeting, some combination of both. It's just getting to know you as an individual. Like, you know, do you have an engaging presence? Can I can I see myself hanging out with you for, for half a day? Um, do you, do you um, you know, can you at least hold a conversation and, and not make it completely awkward when you interact with a stranger, right? So that, because that's really important from... Uh, the customer's uh, perspective. So so that, I would say, is one factor. The second factor, which is most rele- relevant to Loculars, is what what is the story that you're going to talk about, right? What are you offering um, as an experience? And some ground, some sort of guide rails, guardrails that we apply are um, usually the bar is to push the photographer to come up with something that's not a well-known you know, it hasn't been done or shot a million times. It's not the Times Square of New York City. It's not, you know, a walking a photo tour of Brooklyn Bridge. So it's usually not those kind of things. So um, our preference is they be of locations or, you know, have some element of a behind the scenes access to something or have some element of uh, I couldn't have done this without this photographer, right? Mm-hmm. Because this photographer either knows a certain neighborhood really well in a way that I couldn't have known it, or this this photographer has insider access to, you know, some market or some craftsman or you know the the, the local artist community or something. And I'll give you an example of that in a in a minute. What I mean by you know behind the scenes access, and so I'll give you a couple of examples of that in a minute. Uh, but essentially, that's the second thing. Not to say that we don't, uh, we absolutely exclude locations that are well known. So I just gave you the example of Chinatown, 
right? So it is a well-known location. A lot of people, thousands of people are going to Chinatown in New York City every day. But there is something about the way you see it with Dimitri um, and the local insight and the personal perspective that he adds to it that is very different, right? So in rare cases, we do take experiences like Chinatown, which which is sort of the well-known iconic location. So Chinatown is in fact featured in TripAdvisor uh, as, a, as a thing to do and place to go. Uh, but it's that personal take on that and the spin that Dimitri puts on it that uh, makes it a you know unique and, and distinctive. So in rare cases we do we do uh, take those sort of experiences as well. But by and large, we would focus on um, we would focus on sort of the lesser known, the hidden corner, the behind the scenes access to a community, etc. Right. So that's that's the second thing. Uh, and then the third thing, obviously, is the schedule and the pricing. Um, so we don't we don't control that at all. We leave it to the photographer. Um, in our experience and our observation, a price point of three hundred to five hundred dollars for three to five hours um, seems reasonable, and we've seen it work um, in the experiences that we offer. Um, sometimes the photographer will price it higher, um, and we let the photographer do that so we don't we don't control the pricing it's it's entirely up to the photographer where he or she wants to price it and how long they want to offer it for um if the if if the duration starts to extend beyond five hours six hours then we do ask a question like why is it so long and what is the person actually going to do for for that period of time um so so as long as those things are you know, we might have a discussion and we'll we'll raise some red flags if we see any, but the the final decision of what the cost of this is and how long it should be is 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 with the photographer. Uh, so those are the three things we usually discuss with a photographer before we before we onboard them. Um, and of course, with the story, we do expect to see some series of images that support that story, that support that experience. So um, those, those are the three things. I mean, we are looking for an interesting person. We are looking for uh, a compelling experience with a good portfolio. Um, and then we're looking for uh, logistics that works, price and duration for, uh, you know, for the market. Because um, we've had one or two cases where um, the pricing just is prohibitive, right? To mm-hmm. a short format experience, um, and and so that's just based on pure observations on our part of what tends to work and where we we've seen issues. We do help market those experiences. So so once the photographer sets them up, we we work with the photographer to help them write the experience. We um, we then market it or try to market it. On our, uh, you know, on our own channels. Uh, sometimes we do a bit of advertising as well, uh, but usually it'll go out in our newsletter. Usually we'll, uh, you know, write a blog about it. Um, we'll post it on all our social channels, so on and so forth. So a lot of it is word of mouth based. Uh, sometimes we'll promote it through an event, um, just like we did in New York. Bob, you know about the street photography event we did in January mm-hmm. this year where we showcased six of our New York photographers and their experiences. Um, and it was, you know, supported by Leica. We got two amazing photo editors to curate the show. Um, and it was a well-attended event, a single evening, you know, three-hour show in New York City at a Chelsea gallery attended by over 300 people. 
so it was a it was a great event and um, you know it it helps um, it helps us it helps the photographers and it helps the community in general so you've got about how do you get about 35 um uh, 35 experiences now um, what's yeah. the most what's the most popular so we are um, regardless of the experience count um, which yeah i think it is 35 36 something like that um, we are i like to think about it as where are we present uh, right so right now where we are we are where we are present in a meaningful way is new york city um, and india right so these are the two locations where we offer like experiences at scale there are other locations where we have you know for instance we have one in florence we have a couple in amsterdam we have one in rio um so we have one or two experiences here and there that's how probably you get to the 35 but when i think of someone who's visiting new york city or someone who is in new york city looking to do a photo experience uh, that person has a reasonable um, you know selection set to choose from so we have i think 11 12 experiences in new york so that's a, that's a that's a good chunk of experiences to choose from and say okay i want to do this i also want to do that or maybe out of these 12 you know only only three actually interest me the others are not my style um, so have you um, so in a meaningful way we are present in india and in mumbai in varanasi in calcutta in ladakh and we are present in new york um, aside from that, we are just ramping up in LA. So in the next month or two, we are looking to ramp up uh, LA. We are looking to ramp up um, Amsterdam and uh, three other cities in Europe. Um, so that's our summer plan. So by by the you know by around June, mid June, we should have uh, more offerings in a scalable in a scalable fashion in at least three more cities in Europe in LA, and we'll continue to boost our new york and india offering uh, in the next six five six weeks so so that's where i would say um, those 35 are largely distributed in yes we have we have a few in uh, other cities like rio florence etc but that's you know one here one there um, those are still great experiences but um, someone would be limited for choice let's just say if they're looking to do something in italy Right now, we, we only have one city, one experience, but we're looking to change that soon. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's wonderful. I know there's there's so many cities, so many good photographers I, um, out there that yeah. I'm sure are interested in sharing their experience and their time. So, yeah, it's amazing. So do you have any uh, events coming up that uh, you would like people to know about, like similar to the one you did in New York? Yeah, we we'll definitely have uh, one event later this year, uh, more around the fall. So mm -hmm. details on that are being worked out at the moment. We don't have anything confirmed, but uh, we do have we will have an event again in the fall, probably in in September, um, either in New York City, uh, and we're also contemplating one in Europe. Uh, just given that we we are spending our entire energy right now in boosting Europe. Um, so we'll probably do some sort of an event later in the year in Europe and another one in New York City. So those are the two. And, you know, I'll, I'd, I'd be happy to send you details as and when they sharpen up um, and get finalized, which which should be in the next, you know, month, month and a half. Yeah, but, please uh, do. 
yeah, I absolutely will. So yeah, at this point, I don't have anything confirmed, but yeah, we we will we are working on two at least two later this year. All right, Ayash. Uh, so tell us again where people can find you online. Loculars.com, right? So that's that's the website. So l o c u l a r s dot com. Um, so that's our website. Um, same uh, handle, Loculars on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and uh, those are the three big channels. If you want to sign up to a newsletter, you can do so. Uh, there's a sign up feature on our website. Uh, so anyone's welcome to sign up to our newsletter, uh, follow our blog. Uh, you'll find a link to that on the website as well. Um, and that's it. Yeah. So Facebook, Instagram, web, and email. Those are the four primary channels we, we are active on. So anyone anyone can find us there. Yeah, and don't forget that discount code, Street Photography 10. And that's all yep. caps, right? All caps, Street Photography, no spaces. So single word, Street Photography one zero. One zero. Okay. Ten percent off on any experience worldwide, not just New York City. So any anything you see um, on the site that you're interested in taking this year uh, until December thirty first, twenty eighteen. Anything you see that you're interested in taking, uh, you just have to book it by May fifteenth. You can take the experience at any time. Um, some of our experiences may not, not may not, will not have an active date. So it won't show you a currently available date. Don't worry. Just, just uh, you know, request a booking, and we'll we'll give you a date. We'll we just have to sort it out with the photographer. Mm-hmm. Make sure the calendars work, and we'll figure out a date that works for both. So don't worry about that. So certain experiences you'll be able to book right away because there's an active date available. Other experiences you might have to request a booking. So just go ahead and request a booking, and and you don't have to pay or anything until the dates are confirmed. Um, and at the time of checkout, you apply the discount code and you get your 10% off. Uh, that is valid through May 15th. So as long as the bookings are done by May 15th, we'll we'll give you the 10% off for any experience taken anytime for the rest of the year. Well, that's wonderful. Um, it, it sounds really cool. I can't wait to do one myself. Absolutely. I'd love to see you and uh, help you in any way. And uh, if there's any technical issue like um, so we are in the process of actually migrating our website um, as we speak Um, so we do have two versions of it so hopefully nothing should go wrong but in case there's a minor unexpected technical glitch support at loculars.com just send us an email hey i was trying to book something and something broke or i ran into an issue in case any of that happens just send us an email at support uh, at loculars.com and We'll we'll fix it right away. Migrating sites are is always interesting. It's yeah, interesting is a is a nice way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well thanks again. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for having me. This was great. Um and look forward to staying in touch. <laughs>